0: Good morning, everybody. Perhaps you heard about this, or maybe not, but two developments of universal significance took place this past week in the Catholic Church. The first, a synod with cardinals, bishops, priests, and for the first time, lay people, including women, with voting rights, with voting privileges, opened in Rome. The Synod is still in progress. Second, Pope Francis published his latest encyclical, called Laudato Deum, a sequel to his encyclical on the creation, Laudato Si. And both these developments, which are very, very significant for the universal church, (coughs) can be integrally connected to today's scripture readings that has the vineyard as its primary theme. So in my three points today, I would like to offer a reflection on the vineyard, and draw some practical implications for us. So let's, let's talk about the vineyard. When Jesus used the imagery of a vineyard in today's parable, he was invoking a very common Old Testament theme. How do we understand the vineyard? Isaiah gives us the answer in today's first reading, the vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. Now today, we can understand the vineyard in various ways. In one sense, the vineyard is the church and the people of God. So through the synod, for example, Pope Francis is teaching us how to care for God's vineyard, the church, journeying together as the hierarchy and lay people, men and women, people holding divergent views. But the vineyard is also all of creation. Through the encyclical Laudato Deum, Pope Francis is teaching that We all have a role in caring for God's creation. However, let's broaden this a little bit. The vineyard could also be our lives, our families, our workplaces, our parish community. For for that matter, the vineyard can be wherever we find ourselves. No matter how we understand the vineyard, we must remember that it is God's vineyard. Our life, our families, our work, our church, our parish, the creation is God's, they are all God's gift to us. Pope Francis is showing us how he cares for creation and the church through the encyclical and the synod, And we, in turn, must care for the vineyard that God has entrusted to us. In my second point, I want to reflect a little more on the vineyard that has been entrusted to us. As we read the parable of the vineyard, a sense of tragedy emerges from the story. And I want you to hear God's disappointment as God says through Isaiah, Now, inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I had not done? Why, when I looked for the crop of grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? And the tragedy is more pronounced in today's gospel reading. Those who were entrusted with the vineyard became rebellious towards the owner and even killed the owner's son. As you can probably guess, this has to do with the rejection of Jesus by God's people. Folks, the bottom line is this. The power to make God's vineyard bear good or bad fruits is in our hands. God is a good and generous God and our vineyard has been entrusted to us in God's goodness and generosity. So today as we look at our own lives, today as God looks at our lives, our vineyard, I hope God doesn't feel disappointed like God did in today's first reading. Whether it is our lives, our home, our work, our church, or our world, I hope God finds good fruit in the vineyard that God has planted. May the tragedy of today's scripture readings not be the parable of our own lives, of our own vineyard. And finally, I want to end with a good news. God never gives up on the vineyard I love the end of today's parable and I'm not talking about the part where Jesus says he will put those wretched men to a wretched death that is not the good news I'm referring to but the good news is that despite the failure of God's people God does not stop trusting us As the end of the parable says, therefore the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. In other words, the vineyard is still given out in pure trust to people who presumably will bear good fruit. There is no guarantee that the new tenants will not repeat the mistakes the earlier tenants made, yet the vineyard is still entrusted to people. So think about it this way. Today, our vineyard is still entrusted to us. Our lives, our families, our parish, our church creation, it's still entrusted to us. There is no guarantee that we will not make the same mistakes that we have made in the past. All we know is that our life ahead is still God's gift to us. And perhaps Paul's words in today's scripture can provide us the inspiration to live the rest of our lives in a fruitful way. Paul says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Folks, may our vineyard bear fruit. Whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, and gracious. May the vineyard that God has entrusted to us bear good fruit. As we come to celebrate this Eucharist, folks, let us bring the vineyard of our lives, our family, our work, our church, and even creation before God. And may God bless our vineyard that we may bear good and abundant fruit people of God said.